get it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Mac Rommel back in the building. Good to have you once again, my friend. Yeah. Obviously, I'm Griffin Senek. Um, and this week, you know, it's going to be a quick episode. I'm not going to lie. We're going to be hitting a lot of stuff in a short period of time. It is uh, currently almost midnight right now when we're filming this. So, um, you know, JP is about to step in the ring in, in a brief amount of time. But until JP gets in there, hopefully he gets knocked out. Uh, you guys will know the result, yeah. obviously, um, before we do uh, or before this comes out. But um, hopefully he gets knocked out. But first, we're going to talk some NFL. Um, and we're going to start with uh, Jadavion Clowney, obviously inking. $10 million deal for one year with Cleveland Browns. Uh, they tried to add him last offseason, obviously. So they were successful, obviously, this time around. Uh, they did cut Sheldon Richardson in the corresponding move. Um, you know, so, you know, add, you know, add somewhere. Uh, they need to decline somewhere. Clowney, a guy who, you know, has had his struggles in the league. He's a guy who's highly regarded, former number one overall pick. Going to be playing alongside Miles Garrett. So, Mac, I'm going to ask you this question. You know, what do you think of the move? And, uh, you know, I guess with the move, where does it, you know, where do you have the Cleveland Browns now stacking up in the AFC? Does this really change your view on them in any way? What do you think? I mean, ask about the AFC thing. I mean, we've kind of felt the same way about them recently. They're up there as one of the top three teams easily. And, I mean, you could argue that they're the best team in the AFC right now. I think it's really just between them and the Chiefs for that top spot. But uh, you can really rank any of those top three teams, the Bills, the Chiefs, or Browns in any order you want. But I think the Browns right now may be at the top of that. Uh, so you you really – you mentioned both of those uh, moves they, they uh, did. They added Javion Clowney for $10 million, well, up to $10 million. And you released Sheldon Richardson, who I believe was $12 million. So you're basically getting Javion for Sheldon Richardson. Uh, and in my opinion, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm not sure if you hear my brother yelling down there playing Fortnite. But, um, I do not. I'm just not sure the payout. Javion Clowney, he hasn't lived up to that first overall pick obviously everyone expecting a great pass rusher but you're not really seeing that from him last year i believe it was eight games he didn't even have a sack he's really more of a run stopper right now so if that's what the browns want to go for that's what they are going to do they're hoping that miles garrett can get to the quarterback and you're hoping Jadavian Clowney can stop the run but sheldon richardson for Jadavian Clowney, i'm not so sure how i feel about it how Jadavian Clowney has been playing sheldon richardson has been playing absolutely greatly recently still uh even though he's getting up there in age um, but I guess this move will only be, will only be able to tell over time. But Jadavion Clowney, a big signing for the Browns. And just to read off the uh, defensive roster that the team has now, Miles Garrett, Malik Jackson, Jadavion Clowney, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Troy Hill, Ronnie Harrison, John Johnson, Grant Delpit. I mean, they're just names everywhere. And, I mean, I'm looking at the safety spot. You have three guys who could start there easily. Ronnie Harrison, John Johnson, and Grant Delpit, this exciting rookie from last year who you're hoping could burst onto the scene this year after battling injuries. Uh, but, really, the only spot I'm seeing a weakness in for this defense is the linebacker position. And I think at that 25th pick, I believe it is, uh, you could go, you could draft the linebacker, and you could fill that need immediately. And this could easily be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, um, you know, for Jadavion Clowney, I think this is his make or break year in the NFL. Um, you know, he can say he, you know, he obviously gets doubled a lot. Now, you know, it, it's a stat. I know he's up there um, in terms of, you know, the rate he's being doubled at. But, um, you know, he played against J.J. Watt and, you know, couldn't register a double-digit sack season. So this is going to be the year for him to really prove, um, you know, he, he used the excuse of, of him being double-teamed. So this is going to be the year. Obviously, Miles Garrett is going to be taking the most of that attention. you got other great players in the D-line, like you just mentioned, Malik Jackson, Zach McKinley, guys like that are on the D-line. 
So this is going to be a real test for Jamie on Clowney. And I think for the Cleveland Browns, um, you know, Sheldon Richardson is, you know, a decent size loss. He was a good fit on that defense. Maybe they bring him back in a shorter deal. We don't know, obviously, but probably unlikely there. Um, but, you know, Clowney's good run stopper at the end of the day. They needed uh, some sort of run help. I do feel uh, that run defense was not the best at times last season. So this definitely helps. Um, but like you said, that defense is, is, you know, they really addressed it. They didn't really add too much on the offense. They re-signed Rashard Higgins. But other than that, um, you know, kept in tune, which, you know, was honestly, they didn't really need to upgrade the offense in any spots. No spots on that offense are really glaring holes at this point. Their offense is really stacked. And, uh, you know, obviously you'll probably add a little depth there through the draft. But in terms of that defense, you need to grab some guys. You grab Troy Hill, very good, uh, you know, slot corner. Um, you know, John Johnson, um, fantastic safety, regarded as one of the best in the league. Um, one of the most underrated as well to, you know, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Delpit. Those are great safeties there. Um, so, you know, you're getting real guys and you had Clowney, um, you know, who has upside. There is upside there, but at the same time, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. But I do think he'll produce a bit more than he has in, in the past few seasons. But we have seen when he is on the top of his game, he can be a force. I remember that Seattle Seahawks, uh, when he was there, he was, you know, he was a presence on that D-line for sure. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, I think that is kind of enough on the brands. We don't spend too much time talking about Kalani. So with that, um, I guess I'll jump right in to start uh, our mock draft 4.0. We'll just get this on the road. Uh, it's getting late here. So we'll hit it. Mock draft. Oh, that's the wrong one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I didn't. No, I think this is the right one. I just didn't update the You're title to... page. So with that go. mock, let me make sure it's the right one. Oh, yeah, this is the good one. This is the good stuff. Don't worry. So, mock draft 4.0 in the building. First pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. Not even going to go into it. It's Trevor Lawrence. We mm -hmm. all know that. Same with the second pick. Everyone knows what's coming. It's Zach Wilson. So, not going to break those down. Obviously, two great talents. Trevor, uh, you know, these guys are, are set in stone. But here is where the controversy uh, enters. 49ers obviously trading up. They're going for a quarterback here. Uh, you know, Mac Jones has been discussed at that third overall pick. Um, obviously, he is, you know, Highly regarded, apparently, by the 49ers, a guy who, you know, pocket passer lacks athleticism. I personally do not like him at this pick, and I'm sticking with my pick that I made in the last mock draft, which is Justin Fields. We saw him in his second pro day. Kyle Shanahan and company were there, and it just seems like right now there is maybe more of a trend towards Fields being at that pick. You just see the athleticism. You see the, the playmaking abilities. You just see the accuracy. And, you know, his read thing, the whole one read thing, we've been over it. I'm not a huge, you know, it's not really um, – a huge, a huge issue, a huge flaw at all, in my opinion. So for me, Justin Fields, you got to take him this spot. You can't take Mac Jones with the third overall selection. I mean, that is just a, a colossal reach when you probably could have traded up, you know, maybe to eight or something like that and gone to him. I mean, there's no need to, you know, trade up to three to get Mac Jones. This is a trade for Justin Fields, a guy who, you know, if somehow he falls into the hands of like a Bill Belichick, my goodness, this guy is going to be a superstar. Fourth pick, first time I believe I might have the Falcons making this pick ever at, at pick four. Obviously, uh, the Sam Darnold trade to Carolina, which we covered last week, uh, over with a good buddy, Gerard. Um, so Carolina not in the business for a QB anymore, so no more trading up. I'm going to have the Falcons make this pick. And uh, you see team needs here, but they're going to take arguably the best player on the board, one of the best in the class, if not the best, and that's Kyle Pitts. A superstar talent this guy has. I've had him all over in my mock drafts, but – for me, I think it's just going to be trending that this kid has to go top five. He's just that talented. He's a perennial talent. And for a Falcons team that, you know, might not be ready to move on from Matt Ryan, I don't know if they go for a quarterback quite this high. I think Kyle Pitts is just the right move right here. Um, you can't go wrong with this kind of pick. And, uh, you know, you get your your future tight end superstar to pair with 
you know, Hayden Hurst, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. That's a fantastic offense right there. So um, Atlanta Falcons, Kyle Pitts, Cincinnati Bengals. This is another kind of controversial one hearing in the news that, you know, they're targeting Jamar Chase with this pick. Obviously that's what quarterback Joe Burrow has been pitching for, but I'm still going with Panay Sewell. I think you got to take him here. I just do not like Jamar Chase. They may go Jamar Chase, but at the end of the day, um, I, 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 to me, you got to take Panay Sewell, one of the top tackles we've seen in the past few years. And when you have that week of an offensive line with really not too much talent, I mean, I know you brought in Riley Reef on like a one-year deal, but come on now, Riley Reef is not going to do much. Jamar Chase is a great talent, but you know, wide receivers, you can find those guys in the second, third, fourth round. You cannot find Panay Sewell in the second, third, or fourth round. And we've seen these guys, these wide receivers taken in the top 10, not saying that these guys per se, like Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, are all going to be busts. But, you know, there's going to be one or two in that group that probably isn't as advertised. I mean, we look at some of those, you know, esteemed wide receiver classes that go that high. You see the John Ross, the Mike Williams, Corey Davis class. I mean, those guys have panned out, but they haven't been stars. And, uh, you know, I think Panay Sewell is going to be one of the best tackles in the league, has that potential. Jamar Chase, obviously, fantastic wideout, but not going to spend too much more time on this. Panay Sewell, for me, I, I think you just got to take him if you're the Bengals. Miami Dolphins, I'm sticking with my pick that I made last time in Devonta Smith. We know they're going receiver here, most likely. And to me, this is the right decision. I know people will say Jamar Chase is the better talent. I agree personally, but to me, I think Tua Tagovailoa, they've clearly committed to him at the quarterback position. They're not going to take one at three. They obviously moved back. So for me, Devonta Smith, a great talent at wide receiver, has some chem with Tua Tagovailoa already built in. And you've already got guys like Will Fuller on that team. Devonta Smith could be a sneaky deep threat option on that team. I, I just like the fit, to be 100% honest. Um, and I don't know. I just see it happen. Detroit, um, same thing as last time as well here. Jamar Chase, this is where he's going to go. Um, he's a superstar at the end of the day. Whether he goes to the Bengals, whether he goes to the Dolphins, this guy's going to be a star. And, um, you know, I'm excited for what's next for him. I think Detroit Lions, obviously, in need of a wide receiver. So this is going to be a great pickup for them. Um, he's going to be a guy they can build their team around with, obviously, some younger guys in the defense, like a Jeff Okuda, per se. We'll see what happens. But um, Jamar Chase, I like this move a lot for the Lions. I got the Denver Broncos moving up one spot here with the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, in my eyes, they need a quarterback. And I think the pick here is Trey Lance. This is, oh, it looks like I, <laughs> I still have a picture. I think that's Jalen Waddle in the back there. But Trey Lance is the pick here. I think the Broncos are done with Drew Locke. From what I've heard, it just seems like it's been a disaster. He hasn't played too well. He hasn't fared too well. It's time to reset. And I think here, Carolina, and in my draft, I have them, you know, looking to move out of this spot. And I think this is the perfect spot for them. They get, they can move back one spot to take the guy that I think they really want and that, you know, they're going to end up taking, but they'll get a lot. Obviously teams like Washington will be in on this pick for me, Carolina. If you move back that far, you're really taking yourself out of this premium crop of talent. That's still there. So for me, you move back one spot, you get more draft capital to replace what you got and gave away for Sam Darnold and you get Trey Lance to the Denver Broncos. Good move for the Broncos a chance to pair him with wide receivers like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun. I'm all in for that. Obviously, the Panthers moved back one spot with that trade. And, uh, I mean, they lost Curtis Samuel. So why not and go out and get Jalen Waddle? This guy is a playmaker. He can do things on special teams, on offense, obviously. And I think he's just the perfect guy to replace Curtis Samuel. Bit of a speedy guy, can go downfield. And, I mean, giving Sam Darnold these weapons, I mean, to me, he's just the perfect guy. You could look at some of the other guys in this class Maybe take a tackle, but I don't know. I, I think Waddle is the pick, and that's why, for me, I don't think they want to trade out of the spot. I think they want to land a guy like a Jalen Waddle. I think that's just so 
essential for this offense and just another young talent. So uh, you don't feel as much pressure to lock up like a DJ Moore per se. You got that young kid on his rookie contract. Number 10, your Dallas Cowboys. I've had the Dallas Cowboys picking a lot of different guys, but this week I'm going back to what I believe my first option was for them. They need help in that secondary, and they're going to take the best guy available, Patrick Sertain, just the right move for them. They need to go defense, and I think if Kyle Pitts falls to them, it's going to be a whole chaotic issue because they're going to take Kyle Pitts. If he is on the board at 10, we already know that. But I don't think he's going to fall there. So Jerry Jones is going to get to make the right decision for the football team and for what the Dallas Cowboys need in order to seriously contend. And that's Patrick Sertain. You had this guy to that secondary who, you know, you brought in some talented guys this offseason. You got, you know, some of those Falcons guys like Keanu Neal who brought in. You obviously have uh, Trevon Diggs already there. So we'll see what happens. But Patrick Sertain, you know, going to be the star of that secondary for sure, uh, especially with the loss of guys like Chidobe Ouzier and whatnot. This team needs a guy like a Patrick Sertain at this pick. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got there. New York Giants at 11. I'm sticking with this pick. I think the receivers are going to be gone by this point, and they already got Kenny Gallaudet. So they're going to go Rashawn Slater, a fantastic tackle who can really play anywhere on the O-line. This kid does it all from Northwestern, uh, and, you know, he's a big beast. We saw him lost a cup, Chase Young, who, you know, he'll see again in this division. So it'll be exciting to see what happens with Rashawn. Uh, and I just think it's a good fit. Um, you know, you do have Andrew Thomas, you pair Rashawn Slater on the other side. That's a fantastic young tackle core with lots of potential and uh, I can tell you for certain that the New York Giants will not be crying with these guys protecting Daniel Jones. So let's pick. I have the New England Patriots trading up here. I think Philly, we've been rumoring to hear them want to trade in the top 10. I didn't find the right spot for them to do so. New England trades up here. I think everyone knows where this is going. It's Mac Jones, guy who liked, you know, kind of embodies Tom Brady. I think Bill Belichick wants to land one of these quarterbacks. And uh, I think he will here. I think he'll trade up and he'll go up and grab Mac Jones. Obviously, we've spoken about him a lot in the past. Getting a little late, so I'm going to try and wrap this one up kind of quick. Chargers sticking with the same idea as last time. And I just realized I forgot a player in my mock draft. Quiddy Pay is not going to be in this mock draft, unfortunately. <laughs> I forgot to put him back in. So Quiddy Pay <laughs> is going to be missing the top 30. <laughs> uh, Micah Parsons sticking with it. They need help in linebacker. Quiddy, and he is Quinnipeg is dropping in the second round in my, in my odd draft. Uh, what is going on? Jake Paul's doing some weird stretching right now. I don't know what the hell's going on, but the problem child's warming up, and I got to get this on the road. So Micah Parsons, linebacker, they need help there. Bang. Minnesota Vikings need help on that O-line. They'll go with Christian Darris on the tackle. Riley Reef they just lost, so obviously this will be a huge help. And uh, protecting Kirk Cousins and seeing if that team can get themselves back in the playoffs after uh, somewhat disappointing last season. Philadelphia moves back here. Obviously, kind of in a weird spot here. They're not going to get a, one of those receivers. They're not going to get a superstar, per se. So they do need help in that secondary. So I'm going to have them take J.C. Horn, guy who's gotten a lot of attention recently from his pro days and whatnot. So J.C. Horn, star corner out of South Carolina. Good pick here uh, for the Eagles. And, you know, pair him with Darius Slant. It's a pretty good secondary, a pretty good cornerback core there at least. So, um, you know, you're in a rough spot here if you don't land one of those receivers. And uh, I think they won't. So J.C. Horn and the Eagles. Cardinals, same thing as last time. Caleb Farley, a kid who might drop a little bit just because of that issue uh, in terms of having that injury, uh, I believe to his back or something, that shoulder or something like that. He's got an injury. He's going to drop a little bit. Arizona, though, scoops him up. Going to pair him in that secondary with some uh, already pretty talented guys, I believe. Uh, Pat Pete is a Minnesota Viking now, but um, Byron Murphy Jr. might be on the team. I don't really know who's in that secondary, to be honest. We're moving along. Las Vegas Raiders, they need help with a the guard. They're going to take the Trojan himself. 
Big Daddy Alijavere Tucker, number 75 himself. Look at that knee brace. I mean, he is built for Vegas. He's going to be hitting the casino with his big payday. And he's going to be losing it all. And he's going to be needing to play some good yard to make that up. Next, Miami Dolphins sticking with the homegrown boy. Honestly, this pick should be Quiddy Pay, but it'll be Greg Rousseau um, <laughs> since Quiddy Pay is left out of the draft. But Greg Rousseau, really, uh, Quiddy Pay, I apologize. So not a fully complete mock draft. Some dudes getting knocked out as we speak. Greg Rousseau, though. To, uh, to Miami, Washington, team that's stuck back here. I had them taking Aziz Olajuri. I believe I also didn't put him in this time. So I'm just missing a bunch of guys here today. But we're having fun with it. I'm going to have them take Tevin Jenkins. They need help with that left tackle. Since Trent Williams left, it's really been a position of weakness for them. So Tevin Jenkins, one of the more underrated tackles in my mind from Oklahoma State. Maybe he protected Cade Cunningham. Maybe their boys, Cade Cunningham, presumed number one pick. Obviously saw him in March Madness. Uh, which we had our coverage on OTA clips that, you know, ended once we got lazy with it. But besides <laughs> the point, Tevin Jenkins, uh, the Oklahoma State, don't know the mascot, uh, but uh, he's going to Washington. Chicago Bears, last time I had them taking J.C. Horn. Obviously, they're not going to be doing that this time. I'm bringing in a new guy to the mock draft, Trevon Morig. Didn't have him in there last time. A guy who a lot of teams have mocked to Jacksonville. But I think with those three corners going early, Bears need help in the secondary. Here, Trevon Morig, opposite Eddie Jackson. That is uh, destined for success. A kid who very good at TCU, regarded very highly. Uh, probably a for sure first round pick. So like the move. And then here we have the final round. A lot of these picks are similar, but I do have Indiana going with Dylan Radams, the tackle out of North Dakota State. Tennessee going to go with Canarius Tony, a really talented receiver out of Florida. Jets, Najee Harris. I think it's the move. He's such a talented back. They need big help. Tevin Coleman, obviously not the answer. Pittsburgh goes O-tackle. Jalen Mayfield, hopefully trying to repair that O-line. Maybe they can snag a running back. Uh, one of those running backs from North Carolina State in the second or third round, something like that, because uh, they need help there as well. Jacksonville going to go linebacker. They'll take Jeremiah Usa Koromoa out of uh, Notre Dame. Uh, Cleveland goes Christian Barrymore here. Uh, they lose Sheldon Richardson. Um, they do need help in the linebacker core, and I think they might address it here. But um, I do like the idea of Christian Barrymore here, very talented tackle out of Alabama, guy who you know is going to have success in the, at the next level. So. Um, you know, I like the pick there. Rashad Bateman, Baltimore needs receiver help. Obviously, went out and signed Sammy Watkins, but the receiving core still sucks. New Orleans keeps Terrace Marshall in the state, giving Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill some help. Green Bay goes Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern. You know, Kevin King after that disaster. It never seems like Green Bay could definitely use a corner. Greg Newsom going to help solve there. Buffalo goes DN, Jalen Phillips. Uh, they could use some help in that D line. It's not the best spot. They've got a little aging there compared to that secondary with Jordan Poyer, Trey White, and whatnot. Casey, Alex Leatherwood, they need help at the tackle position. Look at the kid from Alabama who's won, who's been there, protected NFL talent, been with NFL talent. That's what the Chiefs want. They want some kid who's ready, NFL ready now, who's playing big games. Alex Leatherwood's that guy. Tampa Bay and Jason Owa, just out of that front seven. Kid out of Penn State, highly regarded. Might be thinking on draft night. He might not be getting that call. He'll get the call. End of the first round. Get excited for Jason Owa. And that is a speed run of my mock draft right there. Mock draft 4.0. Rip Quiddy Pay, though, he did not get in the draft, unfortunately. <laughs> Time to speed run my mock draft 4.0 so our boy Griffin could go watch his Jake Paul fight. <laughs> I just want to go to bed, man. It's getting late. It's, mid it, it's the morning. At this point. I'm low-key about to hop on COD, but <laughs> 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 Jacksonville Jaguars, no need to talk here. We all know it's Trevor Lawrence, New York Jets, all know Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU, 
third pick, San Francisco 49ers. Before I get into this pick, um, I think this piece would really elevate them to the top of the NFC. A lot of people already have them as Super Bowl contenders with the fully healthy team uh, this year. But if you add this guy and if he's an immediate starter, I think this team could go far and could compete with the Packers, with the Bucks for the NFC. It's Justin Fields. And quickly before I go into the next pick, uh, I just want to bring this up, and you could easily agree with me on this. The Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence quarterback talk, it, it really makes no sense. I've seen no reason for Zach Wilson to jump Justin Fields when just during the national championship – Justin Fields was in conversation to be better and, well, to be potentially taken higher than Trevor Lawrence. Looks like we both have Trey Lance to the Broncos. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, I guess we'll just go right into this next pick. Denver Broncos from Atlanta, of course. Uh, it's going to be Trey Lance, North Dakota State. You got to get a quarterback in here. Uh, Drew Locke, everyone thought he was going to have this MVP season last year, uh, but it clearly didn't end up like that. They're going to come he in. Stinks. Trey Lance, a guy who has so much potential. He is the modern quarterback today, and the Broncos will hopefully finally get that John Elway that they've been looking for for who knows how long. The fifth overall pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Um, today, I, I, if I'm being honest, I just switched three picks right before we hopped on this call because uh, I was not home when the uh, Jamar Chase talk was going on. All yeah. right, this is who they want to take. I'm just going to go with that for now in this mock draft. You pair the two LSU brothers, Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, and you also have T. Higgins. Some other solid guys on that offense, and I think this will help massively in the development of Joe Burrow. Uh, you can't go wrong with Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell here. Uh, I do think Penny Sewell may be the smarter choice, but uh, in this mock draft, I'm giving them Jamar Chase. And, Chase. and with the sixth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins are taking uh, – wait, who is this? Uh, what team was I going to give it? I, I forgot. But the Dolphins, this may be a little <laughs> – this is something different. We're giving them Kyle Pitts. Um, oh, wow. It's not a receiver. Your receiver got taken, but you need a guy that can come in and make plays offensively, catch the ball, catch some touchdowns for Tua, help develop him uh, in this offense. And we're seeing what teams are starting to do. Uh, the Buccaneers, what's worked for them is those two tight end sets. Uh, you're going to have Kyle Pitts and Mike Jasicki, and then you have uh, Will Fuller, I believe it was, and uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have a lot of guys on this offense who could contribute and make plays and offensively on the offensive line. I mean, uh, you have guys who are young from last year's draft. I believe you have three guys who will potentially see some playing time this season on an offensive line from last year's draft who come in and hopefully will develop. So uh, the run game should be improved. Pass game should be improved. And the Dolphins are going to be a great team next year once again. Number seven, Detroit Lions. They are selecting Jalen Waddle. I mean, I don't know how many times I've mocked this pick before, but it's obvious right now you're getting the speedster, the potential Tyreek Hill, hopefully not a John Ross in this case. Uh, Adam and Phil Kenny Gallick, Phil Marvin Jones spots in this offense. So Jalen Waddle will be a Lion. The Carolina Panthers at eight quarterbacks that you would want are gone. The tackle who I think you would want is gone. And I think really hey, isn't Penny Sewell still there. Oh, I'm stupid. That's the pick. I was <laughs> <give>. <laughs> the quarterback you would want is gone. Forget that second part. I guess it's just the late, the, the, the midnight recording that's getting to me right the now. Midnight Penny, the Penny Sewell's going to come up there and protect Sam Darnold, 
You got Christian McCaffrey, uh, who was obviously hurt last year. You got to keep him healthy, keep him protected as well. Penny Sewell is going to come and contribute greatly in this offense, the development of Sam Darnold and in protecting Christian McCaffrey and his health. The ninth overall pick, the Atlanta Falcons are selecting Patrick Sertain, uh, the cornerback out of Alabama. I think this is a perfect fit for him. Him and A.J. Terrell would be uh, great and really sure up that secondary or the cornerback's position for the Atlanta Falcons. And real quick, if I'm being honest, every year we see the mock drafts the draft night comes, it's completely different than what everyone expects. And I think the Falcons could be a team, not at nine, but at four, could surprise everyone and take Patrick Sertain. I know it sounds crazy right now, but draft night, we see crazy things happen, things that are unexpected. Oh, Denzel Ward go at four. That, yep. that reminds me of Denzel Ward at four. We see a bunch of crazy things, and I do think the Falcons would be a team that could surprise everyone by pay- by picking Ooh. Patrick Sertan at four. So we're going to have to see what happens on draft night, but that is a surprise pick I think could be made uh, once that night comes. Uh, and at 10, my Dallas. That fourth Cowboys. pick has history of being chaotic. I'll just throw on yeah. Cleveland Farrell as well was taking a four. Cleveland Farrell. Oh, some dude just got KO'd by a body <laughs> shot. He is done for the evening. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and hello to Rashawn Slater in a Dallas Cowboys uniform uh the cowboys it should be a cornerback here uh it could be kyle pitts here but really rashawn slater falls to and i think he may be a pick you have to make we've seen the downfall of this cowboys offensive line and once tyron smith is hurt the offense crumbles you can't get the run game going you aren't protected terrence Steele is not going to cut it and you have to get a guy who could come in and if the o-line is healthy he'd come in he could play guard and not if but when Tyron Smith is hurt, because we all know it's going to happen every year now, it's what's bound to happen. He could kick out to left tackle and protect your quarterback. And Dak Prescott, who was coming off of that devastating injury. And with the 11th pick, the New York Giants, this is a surprise pick. We've been hearing all the things that they're loving these edge rushers. So I'm going to give them one. Not the one you may be thinking, but Aziz Ojalari. Aziz at 11. We're seeing Quiddy Pay. Aziz Ojolari, these are names that are being mentioned at the 11th pick at edge for the Giants. For some reason, they're loving these edges. I don't know why, but I'm just going to stick with them. I'm going to give them a guy. Who when they're both not even in my mock draft. Ooh. Oops. Ooh. And they're going 11th right now. They're making the top 15. What? Going? What? Oh, what? But we had to spice it up a little bit. We had to spice it we up. We did. I like it. Aziz Ojolari in a Giants uniform playing in New York, the Philadelphia Eagles at 12. Oh, they get their man. Yeah. Their man. Who I think – well, actually, I would be glad if they make this pick because he has the high bust. <laughs> but they picked Devonta Smith. He's either going to kill us in the NFC East or he's going to do absolutely nothing in the NFC East, and that's what I'm loving about this pick. Uh, I don't know I'm saying I'm loving if he has the potential to be good, but we'll just go with this. The 12 a.m. stuff hit me, but <laughs> the 13th overall pick, uh, the Chargers are taking – my favorite player in the draft in J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. This kid's a beast. I mean, I could go on for days about him. Maybe in the next mock draft they'll go on when we have some more time. But J.C. Horn is an absolute monster. Chargers will be getting a stud uh, from this kid from South Carolina. Minnesota Vikings are selecting Christian Darrisaw. You have to protect her cousins. You have to protect Dalvin Cook, who seems to be missing a game, a few games, uh, random games throughout the year. So I think Christian Darrisaw, you sure up this offensive line. You could hopefully get a full season out of Dalvin Cook. You could hopefully help Kirk Cousins buy some more time. You have Justin Jefferson, who's going to continue to develop. And I think this is an offense that's on the rise. If you fill up uh, and fix that offensive line, you'll be in a great spot. I heard this thing up. New England Patriots selecting Mac Jones, the bum out of Alabama. 
the next uh, Tom Brady. That's why this is a perfect fit for these Patriots. Um, next, Arizona Cardinals will be selecting a different quarterback in Greg Newsom, the quarterback at a Northwestern, a guy who has progressed as the season went on. He had some great tape, great games. And I think Caleb Farley with that back surgery, he is going to fall. It's just a matter of how far the teams not even consider him or not even have him on a draft board anymore. Who knows? But I think he's going to fall. Uh, and you're going to see where I have him going up in a little bit. But Greg Newsom, quarterback out of Northwestern going to the Cardinals. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I think, is a good fit for them. You get your linebacker, Micah Parsons. I would have had JOK going here, but Parsons fell. Uh, he's going to come make plays across the field, and I think that's what uh, the Raiders need in this defense, a guy who will play and make plays at all levels of the field. And I also saw something on him. I, I, I don't remember where I saw it, but everyone's been saying he can't do much in pass coverage, and I mean, I'm also not high on this guy, but he ran the four – four 40 yard dash and i read something i haven't watched much of them but teams these guys are saying penn state didn't ask him to go out and play coverage but with this 4-4 speed and everyone's questioning his coverage ability will he be able to do it i think that 4-4 speed will be able to cover him uh for that part so i think he has a really high ceiling with the raiders and 18 the miami dolphins are going to be taking quitty pay the edge out of Michigan. You got Christian Wilkins, you drafted on the defensive line uh, just the other year. You're going to pair him up with Quiddy Payne. You can wreak havoc, havoc on opposing offenses. Uh, the Washington football team, they're selecting my boy JLK, Jeremiah Uusu Koromoa. This guy, he may be short. He may end up being one of the smallest linebackers in the league that will be starting, but he's the guy that flies across the field and uh, you're just adding fire on a lit defense in Washington. 20th Chicago Bears are taking Elijah Vera Tucker. You got to protect uh, Andy Dalton now. So uh, we're going to have to see how that goes. David Montgomery uh, had some pretty good games at the end of last season. Uh, this will only help him develop and get better in this offense. And now my last, uh, what is this, 12 picks. The Colts, they're taking Jalen Phillips, the edge out of Miami. Very high upside. Injury concerns is the only thing uh, that's really – putting him down this far uh, in this mock draft. Tennessee Times, Rashad Bateman, uh, you lose Corey Davis. You're going to fill that up with another wide receiver. The Jets, Tevin Jenkins, uh, the tackle out of Oklahoma State. You're pairing him with um, – why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Backton, Mackay Backton. Mackay Backton. And you're going to be able to protect Zach Wilson, your quarterback of the future. Hopefully that run game will improve a little bit just because of this pick, but uh, I think Tevin Jenkins will be a great pick here for the Jets. The Steelers, they're going with this guy. You reminded me of the last mock draft, Dylan Raddins, offensive tackle on North Dakota State. A lot of retirements, a lot of moves. Uh, the Steelers are depleted on offensive line. You go out, you get your offensive tackle. That'll hopefully be there for at least 10 years. Uh, now the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last episode, I believe I said that uh, Trayvon Mulrig would have been this pick almost every single time, but I'm going to spice it up. I'm going to give them Elijah Moore, uh, add some weapons here for Trevor Lawrence, Cleveland Browns. As I said, they need some linebacker help. That's the only position where I really see them having a need on defense. You got Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky, who has really flew up draft boards, especially after that electrifying pro day that he had. So it's just fire on fire once again for the Cleveland Browns. Offensively, defensively, no one's going to be able to stop the Browns this next year. Uh, the Ravens, they're taking Trayvon Mulrig, uh, defense that is aging, but you still have a lot of stars. I think you have this guy, you have some other guys he can learn from, even at the cornerback position, he'll learn man, he'll learn anything you really need to in a flourishing defense with the Ravens, and I think he'll 
make some plays for the Ravens when you're going up against some of those firepower teams. Now with Baker Mayfield, um, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Uh, Josh Allen, so you're going to need a guy that can go up and pick that ball off and give it to your offense, and that's what the Ravens are going to be getting. The Saints are going to take Zayvon Collins, a linebacker out of Tulsa. I mean, this could be a wide receiver. This could be a lot of things, but I think Zayvon Collins will be a good fit, will be a good fit for the Saints. The Packers, uh, you really need that number two receiver, which you really haven't had uh, for a long time now. You're going to have to pair this guy, Terrence Marshall, Terrence Marshall Jr. up with Devontae Adams. You're going to make plays, and I think this is a pick that will be made not just for right now, but for the help of um, – Oh, my gosh, man. My 12 a.m. brain is not working. The quarterback they drafted last year. Um, uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love, man. My brain, really. Uh, that'll be a pick that'll help him develop. You're going to have to get some help on the offensive line, I think. Once the Jordan Love comes along and comes playing, I think uh, he'll be in a great and bright spot to succeed in this offense. The Bills, uh, you're going to get a cornerback of the future that you pair up with uh, Tredavious White, Asante Samuel Jr., quarterback out of Florida. I think many teams are going to like this because he had the dad that played in the NFL at such a high level. The Bills are taking him yeah. and have a lockdown quarterback to go with, Tra- uh, I was about to say Trayvon Diggs, Tredavious White, and Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, you're taking Christian Barmore. Uh, the defensive line really needs to have some more firepower. You got Frank Clark. You got Chris Jones. You have players that could get it done, but They've been declining the past few years. They haven't been as good. Christian Marmore, Barmore would be a guy that could still come in, take advantage of those guys, learn from them, and could be the successor uh, on that defensive line for the Chiefs. Tampa Bay Buccaneers is where I have Caleb Farley going. You're seeing what they're saying. Most of these guys, whoever they draft, probably is not going to start uh, this year. They're really looking for guys that could develop. I think there's a good pick and good spot for Caleb Farley. Um, he could take some time to heal. Uh, he could heal up and he could still learn from that great uh, coaching staff there with the Bucks, And I think this would be a great fit for him to heal and develop as a young cornerback. I like it. I like the Caleb Farley fit. I think that's a good potential place for him. And uh, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So um, yeah, if you want to wrap this one up, uh, getting late and uh, I know we both are tired, so. You can wrap it up if you want. This I like the mock drafts, though. My brain is working right now because it really <laughs> – who knows how long. Get it over with. <laughs> but, everyone, as always, we appreciate you all for watching this week's episode of Outside the Arena. We will be having someone new on very, very soon. You've seen him on this channel before, and we're going to make a big announcement once that does uh, become official when his first episode uh, officially with Outside the Arena comes out. But that'll be something to look forward to in the future. A third, a third member of Outside the Arena. Wow. We signed Woj. Wow. We signed wow. Woj. Wow. It's surprising. Never it's in the it. works. It's in the works. It'll work. I'm excited. We'll get it done. We'll see if we can put the pen to the paper. <laughs> Let's see. But as always, appreciate you all for watching. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, not only on this channel, but on our second channel, OTA Clips. We post some March Madness content over there if you want to check that out. We're going to be doing breaking news and all that kind of stuff over there. Maybe do some draft stuff uh, once the draft is finally over. I'll just recaps and things like that. But also make sure to follow us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is Mac.Rommel. Griffin's Instagram is Griffin Senek. Our podcast Instagram is outside the arena podcast. Please feel free to hit us up there if you just want to talk or if you even want to come on an episode of OTA Clips. We would love that. Uh, but as always, stay safe. We will see you all next week.